G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. News came out yesterday that the Black Sox had named their squad for the World Cup. It is a home World Cup. Gets underway in November, late November, November 26th is the opening day of the Softball World Cup. It is going to be held here in New Zealand for the first time, I think, since 2013. The Black Sox, of course, seven-time winners. They have a rich history at the World Cup, do our Black Sox. And uh, joining us to talk about that is the batting coach and assistant coach of the Black Sox, uh, Patrick Shannon. G'day, Patrick. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to have you on, mate. Thanks for giving us some time today. Uh, it's uh, it's an exciting time for the Black Sox, mate. I mean, uh, last time I think it was here with 2013, the World Cup, uh, the Black Sox managed managed to get the win and, and add to that seven titles, or you know, make it seven titles now uh, as as world champions for the Black Sox. Uh, how are you feeling about the squad that you guys named yesterday? I'm actually feeling pretty good. You know, uh, for the Golden Hose Black Sox, we haven't actually been together or played for like three and a half years so it's been a lot of training camps and 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 clinics and and zoom meetings so uh to finally actually get our feet on the ground and actually been boys have been playing some softball for the next for the last 18 months and to finally name a team in person uh, we're pretty excited about it well of course we had the national champs over the weekend in christchurch uh, i mean how much bearing did the national champs and what you saw on the weekend have on this team that was named or was that pretty much done before the weekend um no obviously Everyone kind of realises that not the majority, but some core players are always uh, named early, or we know that we're going to be naming them early to build build around them. But uh, bearing of the the last NFC was actually quite important. There was a, a good number, a good five or six players that were still, you know, bracketed with other guys playing off against each other, and um, we kind of saw what we needed to, and that's probably what shows in the strength of the roster and the the team list that we put out. Yeah, I know Mark um, Sorensen, the head coach, was saying you know that there were some very good players that didn't make the team. I'd be interested as a bit of an exercise. Um, not that I expect you to do it right now, but I mean, just off the top of your head, that a second string side or a, or a team of guys that didn't make this Black Sox, uh, Black Sox squad. I mean, how competitive do you think that team would be at the World Cup? Um, actually, quite quite competitive. You know, it's uh, the only difference. Probably age would be the only kind of. Not the real only factor, but one of the factors. But um, the team would be very strong to go against, say, an Auckland B or New Zealand B team. Sorry, mm-hmm. but we, we when we named this team, we knew that we we're naming for five weeks' time, but also with an eye on the future. So, like you could say, the starting nine or our basic core players, we knew would be the. It didn't matter if they were young, old, or experienced, but we know that that they can handle the high pressure situations. But looking for depth as well. That's where our roster spots came at for for the, some of the guys that were bracketed with others, and that's obviously where you're always going to get a few unlucky players, which if we were playing tomorrow or the next week maybe would have been you know a, a different story, but we've got five weeks to build some new guys into the team and build a culture, and that's the strength of what the Black Sox has been before in previous World Championships is our depth that we've always had, so it never they never just played one or two players. They played the whole squad as a whole, and that's what we're looking to do. I guess... Looking at it from you know outside the camp, um, 
it feels like the culture of the Black Sox is strong and that you guys continue to evolve that and build on it. And, and you know, I talk about that because I look at, I guess you could almost call them dynasties with some of the family names that we see in there, you know, the Anokas, the Ronas, the Marquias as well. You know, that's it's generation on generation of guys that are that are pulling on the Black Sox jersey um, who have seen their dads or mums do it and, and, and you know, and, and goes further and further down the line. Well, it does go a long way to, you know, to breed or to farm in the depth of what we what we're looking for as well. Say the family ties to it. It's, mm. If you see your mum and dad or your cousin or your or your best friend or whatever longtime family member succeed, then you know what it expects to be when if you ever get the chance to do it. So it's not like a lot of players are going in unknown of what's expected to the the expectations is we build a culture in and they kind of know what it means for this team and for the for the sport itself to. Uh, uphold what has gone before them and that is that is a big strength in what we've done and then that's why it's not like just because you are a family member you get named it's that they know that what is expected and basically they earn the right to to be there and then um and it just keeps rolling and that, that's what keeps our consistency so so strong the um I, I guess the the best way to put this i don't know if professionalism is the right word because it isn't a professional sport but just in terms of the high performance aspect maybe of softball seems to have changed as well how much um yeah and for the better i'm saying from you know the teams that we celebrated so much in the 90s and and things but how much is that down to baseball's emergence as well and softball having to lift its game well yeah it's um the emergence comes from the analytics side of it, like any sport is involved, right? It's uh, You're looking for the one, two percents. And if you don't, you're the ones that get left behind, even though everyone can play at a world championship. So that's where you're looking for the, the one or two, uh, two percents or the X factors. And that's where you find it when you have to break things down even more. And that's where high performance sport, our service that we get, and that's on the field as much as off the field. And um, if you don't adopt it, which we we're buying into and we're using it. That's why you, you might see a, a little bit of change in how we play a little bit. We're more decisive on our game plans and off the field stuff too. Like we know important culture. That's why we do breed young players coming in and we know how to put them in place and, and through the build up we're going to be having shortly is that push it, putting them in pressure situations because we know by the numbers that we've looked through it and, and, and uh, measured them on is how we can put them in positions and situations to see if they do have it. What does somebody like um, Tawera Bishop add for you guys? He's making his World Cup debut at this World Cup. Of course, he's, he's got family ties. His mum, Betsy, who's a, uh, represented New Zealand at softball. He's been a black diamond as well, so he'll be a dual international. What does someone like him and the background he's got in, uh, in his sporting career bring to the team? Well, yeah, through the baseball background that he has, or he's gone through, it, the professionalism and the, um, and the, the basic do and the don'ts goes a long way and baseball and softball are very close together as sports and, and habits that come along with it and that's where he since he has come from a high level for New Zealand baseball to come to us and he has been a softballer before except as well but it's come it shows that how professional does help it's not worrying about there's a lot of things you can worry about and a lot of things you don't need to and that's where his background comes from because again the analytic side of it it's you know, doing your job and being ready the whole time, you know, being a sponge. And that's how he can adopt from basically playing baseball and switching to being a dual international within a month, practically. And he's not going to be losing track. And what he brings is, you could say, an X factor or a, uh, a hardness of professionalism. So that he's there to do a job and it's whatever it takes. And and he's used to probably breaking down things in analytics. And, and a lot of the guys are aware of it, but for a person to actually be in the baseball 
family and stuff, it's easy for him to interpret it too to a lot of the boys whenever they uh, see something they're not understanding and it's it's a twofer, basically. Yeah, I, and I guess that's something as well that's, uh, you know, it's it's hard to coach that. It's some, some, it tends to be something players either have or they don't and that that's that ability, as you talked about just then, uh, to be able to recognise what's happening out on the diamond and to be able to shift tactically around what you're doing and, and, and to make those calls almost like having a coach out there on the diamond. Oh yeah, that's that's it. It's like as as people say, this is first World Cup, but he probably brings a little bit of a, an experienced mind to it. We we can't wait for a guy to play for ten plus years in the team to have that kind of same game sense and stuff and, and game management, which is he brings a calmness and a, and a, and a quite an assurity of he's there to do a job and this is what it takes. And um, he's a bit of a rock solid one of the anchors that we can kind of look to build and um, move forward from, which is. It's not saying we haven't had that in the past few campaigns, but you're always waiting for the next, not generational player, but like a few star players or a few anchors that come along, which is, is shows that this is what we weren't missing, but we didn't know that we didn't have yeah. until we've got him now, which we're quite excited about. Yeah, it's, it's that, that old thing of you don't know what you don't know for a while, right? Until <laughs> until somebody oh, shows it to you. That's right. And then we are trying to not redeem ourselves, but we're trying to get back to where we, we know our best is good enough to get there. And, the last campaign didn't go as well, but it's sometimes you just, like you said, you don't know what you don't know, and, and we're finding new ways. We're not changing the whole culture and the the storied past of the socks, but we're just adding to it. And so it's it's it's, it's quite exciting going into it, I must say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a few years ago, there was, you know, with the rise of baseball in New Zealand, um, we saw a lot more clubs picking up. And, of course, you know, we've had the Tuatara since then as well. I think there were a lot of people probably from outside of the sport thinking, oh, maybe this could be the death knell of softball in New Zealand at the, t- at the top end. But it feels th- to me that the, the sports have actually worked together really well and that they've, they've just driven each other uh, to, to, uh, to higher achievements or to, to better standards. Um, yeah, it's not like it's a, a rivalry as such. Like Probably the marketability of baseball and being more global to the, the, the consumer, you could say, made it easy for people to think that it's the powerhouse that's going to take it over kind of thing. But for softball people, baseball's always been around and we've already fed off it. And if we weren't playing baseball before, a lot of them weren't just going to go and play baseball all of a sudden, you know. And it's then the storied history of, of, of the Black Sox and, and et cetera was that we are the best, or we have been. And that's a, a big statement. If you're good here, it means globally you, you can stand up and, and, and be accounted for. With baseball, we're still trying to find a feat, which is by no fault of trying, et cetera, but it's, um, it's a business where we've looked at a business mold and, and how they go about their analytics, which in turn softball has become stronger. So it's great if people play baseball. That's fine. Both can coexist quite happily, and it's we're both looking for for success. And softball has probably been I mean, opened up to a few more resources and ways about going how to strengthen the sport, not always on the field and off the field as well. So it's, it's it, they're running along quite well together. It's like uh, some players do try baseball and, and do both, which is which is fine. And then you're only going to end up doing one or the other. So it's uh, everyone has a chance to be great at something they want to do. And if they would think they can move forward in one or the other, then power to them. But softball at the moment, I think, is it's on its way back. Not it never went anywhere, but for being at home, it's going to be in front of everyone for a few weeks to a month, and um, it's going to show how strong we are and how good it can be. I guess that, that that's the question, and it's a bit of an unknown until we, you know, have some warm-up games. But you mentioned it, you know, with COVID and things, you know, the Black Sox really haven't played for uh, what nearly three years internationally. So, 
everybody's been playing each other, but not necessarily playing international style baseball or playing different styles of baseball. Uh, how do you, how are you guys going to uh, combat that and make sure that you're tuned up and ready for November 26? Um, a lot of our guys, or probably a good near half of them, actually spend their summers or American summers, our winters, overseas playing in a in a um, a the top club league in the states called the ISC softball. Um, uh, constantly. And then, um, so a lot of the international players all there, the Argentinians, the Australians, a lot of them are teammates of us and when we travel over there. So we're quite, we've got a lot of familiarity with them. But as a unit, saying that, that as a squad we haven't played together and it's being a new, some new names, you know, eight new caps, seven rookies, etc. Um, we're aware of them. There's been good scouting for the last few years. And then, but... A lot of the stuff is a result of what's good off the field, like the culture and building the the, uh, the game plans. And we know what the job is to do. And us coaches as well, that we've been very aware of that what we don't know, we have to go find out if we're unsure of anything. And that's where we base it on. We can't control what we can't control. So we, we're pretty sure of what we've got to handle on. And um, we're excited to get together, but we do have a lot of information from the overseas players. So all we can do is start. And from next week onwards, it, it gets real for once we're not on a Zoom call or just a training camp. So it'll move quite fast. And then if it doesn't, we've got a lot, enough resources and high-performance sports to, if we have to change tack, because uh, we're not going to be left behind this time, that's for sure. The competition that is coming here uh, for November the 26th, uh, Group A features yourselves, the Argentinians, the US, the Cubans, the Philippines, and your opponents, your first up opponents, the Czech Republic. What do you make of uh, the strength of your group, and, and who do you think is the biggest threat? Well, easily from the outside, in, Argentina are the defending champs, and they are probably a powerhouse in themselves for the last couple of years, obviously winning the the last one, and a lot of their players are based overseas in the American summer as well, which you go through, and they're, they're, they're basically the same kind of culture. They're trying to replicate what the Golden Home Black Sox used to have decades back, which is they sat and wait, and, they, and they're just a big sponge, and they're on a roll of, of, of trying to dominate. And then, they're, obviously, they're the big powerhouse and the, the, probably the number one ranked team in our bracket. And then, obviously, we played the Czech Republic first game, and a few of their players are based overseas as well and the, their number one pitcher as well which is going to be very very tight and they're not trying to take a backward step every team over COVID they kept playing with saying New Zealand softball we didn't get the chance or opportunity through COVID so they've tried to get some good traction and their team unity and closeness they've, they've done a pretty good job so that's where we're making sure we don't lose the game from just being a tight knit in the chemistry from off the field because on the field we've been honing our skills and, and enough of us have been overseas as well so that's probably where it's going to be coming down to. But we still respect them. We're not taking anyone for granted. We are ranking in the out of the top four at this point from lack of playing. But um, the start as soon as we start playing, we're going to show that uh, the rankings won't mean as much as some might think. And then uh, it'll be all on. Yeah, and Group B, of course, uh, looks pretty strong. The Canadians are always strong. So are the Japanese. You've got the Aussies in there as well, Venezuela, Denmark and South Africa. Um, when it comes down to it, I mean... Uh, you know, we're, we're obviously back in the Black Sox to, to go all the way in this home World Cup and, and, and make the final. Who do you think you'll be facing off in the final? Who's the, who's the next best team, do you think, at the moment? Um, personally, I think the Canadians have made a lot of ground. They play the Pan Ams and, and they came second to Argentina. So obviously one's in our bracket. So they've been making good strides and they've been doing a lot of camps and their players have been pretty much standing up front in their summers as well in the in the 
ISC league as well. So from a results and a um, chemistry point, they've been quite tight and they've been together probably the most. But Australia have always been a good battle horse. They'll be probably behind the uh, the arm of Adam Folkard. And they've got a lot of experienced players that do play overseas as well. And they're, they're a tight-knit group. It's probably their side of the bracket is more old heads and outsiders. Maybe the, the, the new young guns might make the difference on those sides. So it's uh, see the battle of attrition because one game a day may sound easy, but the pressure of it does take a toll out of it. And that's where uh, we see how deep the teams get and the depth will be the, the, the difference point coming later in the, in the tournament. And by the time we do meet one of them, Rather on a roller, we're starting to get more stronger, so that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you you think that that uh, from what you've just said there, the longer it goes, that maybe the better it is for the teams with their a bit more youth on their side uh, in terms of fitness and and being able to play day in day out at that level. Yeah, that's it is. It's, it's nice to win the first game of the tournament, but we always like to win the last game of the tournament. Yeah, so, totally. <laughs> You know, that's the little the little things that is what we can control. We want to be the strongest. Only nine can take the field, but if we've got a whole bench ready to go and and, and fresh and and uh, aware of what's ahead of them, that's that's will be our strength, I think. And that's the reflection of the team that we've picked. It's you know, it's it's good to go with all experience. And yes, there's unlucky players, but we're not here just for one year. You know, that's that's how you build dynasties and, and a, a good culture. That's not we're not just doing it for one time only. We're making sure that we can be around for a long time and nothing's perfect. We can't say we're definitely going to win it or we're here just to win it, but we're not going to be far off. If, and our, our B game is as good as anyone's A game on our day, I think. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, we, tickets are available now. People can buy tickets November 26th through to December 4th, this World Cup. But also around the country, uh, great to have the Softball World Cup on TV and free-to-air TV as well on on Multi TV. How much does does that mean to the team that uh, you know the whole country will be able to watch and support even if uh, they can't get to the games? Oh, that means a lot. It's a lot of the families inside the squad and the softball community itself. They're they're really happy about that because it's we're a grassroots sport and it's and for the coverage is, is a it's got a grassroots uh, like taste to it, which is that's all we want. We're not trying to put ourselves up in front of everyone. There's a lot of great sports and a lot of World Cups going on at the same time as well. But um, we're just happy that we might get our chance to be seen by people that can't buy a ticket. And that's and what they see, they're going to like. And that's all it is. Because softball can be forgotten sometimes behind other sports, which is by marketing and, and not everyone gets a chance to see it on TV. So we're, we're really excited about it. It's happened in the past. The last few times that we've been here playing in World Cups, it's, it's amazing how famous you can be for a week. So <laughs> we could gain, gain some traction and, and we thrive off it. In the past, New Zealand teams have thrived playing at home. So that's going to be another feather in our cap. Yeah. Hey, Patrick, thanks very much for coming on this morning, mate, and having a chat. I really appreciate your time. Uh, it's, it's been a, a really interesting chat, getting some insight into the camp. I wish you and the guys all the best. No doubt we will talk between now and the start of the tournament, eh? Awesome. Thank you very much, and, and uh, go Black Sox. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.